begin reading Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Verse 40, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And all that believed were together, and had all things common. And sold their possessions and goods, and powered them to all men, as every man had need. 46 and 47 together. And they continued daily with one accord, in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house. Did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favour with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Let us turn to God in prayer. Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy scriptures. Lord, we thank you that through your word we know how we ought to live our lives on earth. As believers, as your children, we come once again asking for cleansing, for washing in the blood of Christ. And Lord, we do ask that your Holy Spirit will speak to us tonight. Help us, O Lord, to understand our role Help us to understand our place on earth. And above all, help us to be obedient children. Lord, we pray that you will be our teacher. The words of men cannot change any lives. Father, we pray that this group would truly be transformed. Each individual would truly be part of your church. Lord, be with us and be with every group that is meeting tonight. Help the facilitators to teach well. Use the lessons to strengthen the faith of your children, the understanding, and through the understanding of your word, Lord, thy children will glorify you in our lives. We pray and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the topic given to me is, what is church to you? What is church to you? Now, whenever we hear, let's go to church, or you invite your friends to church, when you say church, what do you think of? Cornelius, when we say church, what comes to your mind, Cornelius? What do you think church is? Okay, so theologically precise. Alright, Cornelius say church is fellowship with Christians and learning God's word. Okay, I asked the wrong one. I was hoping for some wrong answers. <laughs> now, what else do we think about? What else? Shenwei, give some wrong answers. Typically, what people think of. <laughs> Somewhere to do business. Yeah, some people are like that, right? Go to church, you say, oh, yes, yes. I can go there, make friends. Then I can sell something to them. Maybe I'm running a business. I will, have, I will meet a lot of people. You don't meet many people outside, but when you come to church, wow, so many people. Right? Some people think going to church is opportunity to do business. What else? What else? Felix? Uh, 
What do you think? A place of worship. Okay, for worship. Yes, good. Mabel? Again, wrong answer. Especially wrong answer. What do your friends think? A, a place of gathering. It is a place of gathering. But gathering for? Wrong answer is for friendship. Sometimes people go to church because they want to find boyfriends or girlfriends. Right? That is why they go to church. Now, people go to church and they have ideas about church. They are all different. Now, the question is, what is church? What is church? Now, we have just read in Acts chapter 2. So, for those of you who just joined us, we were reading from Acts chapter 2, verses 38 to verse 47. All right? So, now, in verse 38, now, this is the record of the beginning of the New Testament church. All right? So, Caleb, what were we reading about? We were reading about the beginning of the New Testament church. All the while, before the New Testament church was formed, what was, how did the people worship God? What was the people of God like? What was the witness to the world? It was through the nation Israel, right? Through Israel. So, all the while, the people of God, they just say, we belong to Israel, a nation, a country, correct? So if you say, I'm God's people, it's, oh, you belong to this nation, for example, or you believe in God, then you join this nation. Now, after the Lord ascended, this began the New Testament church. The New Testament church. And here is where the Apostle Peter, he preached the gospel in verse 38 of Acts chapter 2. Many people came to understand that they were sinners. They began to understand that God reveals lovingly to mankind that the penalty for sin is eternal hell. So many of them understood, I'm a, I'm a sinner and there is judgment after I leave this world. I will meet the holy God. So many of them also began to understand that Jesus Christ is indeed God. Up to then, many of them doubted. And then when the Apostle Peter explained the Lord Jesus Christ died for their sins and the Lord Jesus Christ arose, and many of them saw the Lord Jesus Christ physically, so many believed in Him as their God and Saviour. Alright? And from there on, you read here that, look at verse, verse 38, many got baptised, they believed in the Lord, they got baptised, they repented. This is the message. Peter said, repent, turn away from your sins and believe in God. Baptism, water baptism is to declare, now I believe in this Jesus, I follow him. And then he said, for the remission of sin, for forgiveness of sin. Have you truly believed in Jesus as your God and Saviour, for forgiveness of sin? This is the loving God. He wants to save you, but he's a holy God. If you do not turn to him, he will have to judge us one day. Now, here in verse 40, here in verse 40, oh sorry, in verse 41. Now he says, they gladly receive his word, were baptized. They did gladly receive his word. Those that believe, they got baptized. And what does the Bible tell us? They were added about 3,000 souls. So on this day, 3,000 people got saved and 3,000 people, the Bible tells us, were added, were added where? Were added where? 
You look at verse 47. Verse 47. They were added to the church. They were added to the church. Here begins the New Testament church. All the while, there were people that just belonged to a nation. Now there is a thing called church. Today, we just come to church. Alright? We just come to church. Now, in those days, their concept is different. It's the nation, it's the temple, for example. Here, the Lord begins to introduce the concept of the New Testament church. What is the meaning of the word church? That is question number one. Okay, question number one. What's the meaning of the word church? Now, some people think church is a building. That is all. Physical building. Now, the word church in Greek is the word ecclesia. E-C-C-L-E-S-S-I-A. Right, ecclesia. Or, or one S. Ecclesia. Now, what does it mean? Ek means out. Um, you know, like our, our, uh, the door at the, at the back of the toilet, it says what? Exit, right? Exit. It's from that word, ek. It's out of. Um, klesia comes from the word called. Called. C-A-L-L-E-D. So Caleb, what is... Caleb knows Greek now. Caleb, what is church in Greek? Ecclesia, and in English it means church. Very good. It means called out. Called out ones. All right. The people that are called out. So whenever we think of church, you think of that day, there were 3,000 people that were called out. Called out of sin, called out of the world, called out, and they became into, they came into the church, called out of something, into something. Now if I call you out, means I want you to go somewhere. They were called out of the world into the church. So the, that's the meaning, called out. Now, so if, if that's the meaning, what do you think this word tells us about believers? Called out ones, the people that are called out. Singyuan. So you, you go to church, you say, I belong to a church, for example, right? What should you think about if church means called out ones, called out people? It means you... You say again? Yes, you believe in Jesus Christ. But what about the call-out portion? What do you think, um, Vincent? Um, they lack. They? Lack. What do you mean lack? Uh, elect. They are elect. Okay. Now, it, as a believer, you say, I go to church, I am a churchgoer. I am a called-out one. Samantha, what will you think about? You say, I'm a, next time you don't say, I, I'm a churchgoer. I'm a called-out one. <laughs> What would you think, then as a believer, as a churchgoer, what should my life be like? Very good. We should be different from the world. Alright, we don't, we are different. That's why God says you are the called out ones. You are different. So, next time you say I'm a churchgoer, you say I'm a called out one. <laughs> why is it better to say it like that? Because it reminds us what our lives should be. So that's one. Yes, my life should be different. I should not be like the world that lie, cheat, steal, bring shame to God's name. My life is different. Okay? Now, what else? If we are called out. Now, there were 3,000 people called out. It also reminds us that 
maybe I ask this. How many of you join school clubs? Clubs. Clubs? No clubs. Clubs. Alright, go clubs. What club do you join? Mock trials club. No, this is so exotic, mock trials club. What is that? Abalone. What is that? <laughs> who who joined like chess club or some what club? Sports club, right? What clubs? Hmm? Martial art club. Alright, martial art club. Now when you belong, when you say I belong to a group, a club, you belong to a group of people, right? You are together, you're this group of people. Then you have this feeling of um, of uh, of closeness. Belong to one another. Belong with one another, right? Different club. So people that join um, cooking club. Is that cooking club? Maybe. Cooking club. How come don't have? Singapore has. Cooking club. <laughs> right? Versus people who join gymnasium clubs. Or the gymnasium are the fit ones. And then the cooking ones are the people who like to eat and grow fat. <laughs> huh? So say, oh, different club. We are different. Now, when we say we are called out, it reminds us that we are, we are not only different from the world, we are called out to be different from the world. We are also called out to be the same, to be part of a group. Understand that? That's why this word tells us we are separated. The word called out is we are separated. Separated to be alone. There are 3,000 people here mentioned, right? 3,000 people. Now, these 3,000 people, and God continued to add, they became a separate group of people a separate group so whenever you think of church you have to remember first thing i'm different from the world i belong to god number two i belong to a group of people and we are we have certain commonality okay i belong do you feel belonging to a group of christians you have to ask yourself that here god shows to us that the christians we are called out not to be loners we are not called out to be on our own there were 3,000 people separated and they became 3,000 people and they kept growing from there as a group of people understand that that is church do you feel belonging to a church i know some of you are students you're passing through you you you're not full members i understand that but as long as you are worshiping in bpcwa god has called you to perth to study you're not in your local church at home, then you must feel a sense of belonging to the Christian group in this church. Understand that? We should not have this concept that I'm a Singapore, I'm a Malaysian, I'm a Bruneian, and my home church is there, and then when I come to this church, I don't think that it is necessary for me to be part of this group. I am called out. I now, God called me, well, in this case, God called me to Perth for y'all. Called me to Perth. And I'm called here also to be part of a sound biblical church. You must feel part of this group. Okay, so that's one thing I want you to remember for a beginning. Do you, so ask the question, what is church to you? Is church simply a building that you go to? That is all. Church is much more than that. In fact, we are going to see this next, okay? We are going to see this next. Now, look at verse... Now, we move to verse um, 42. Let's look at verse 42. Shall we read Acts 2.42 together? And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines and fellowship, 
and in the baking of bread and in prayers. Now, this people that were separated, they became a group. You know, today we keep going to church, we don't understand, but this was what church, this is how church started, the New Testament church. And what did they focus on? I ask question number two, what did the new church focus on? They focused on, write this down, the apostle, or rather they focused on continuing steadfastly, number one. They continued steadfastly. In what? In the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship. In the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship. They focused on these two things. So, when I say, what is church? Some of you answered very precisely. You notice the New Testament church, what was the focus? Number one, many of you said, we come to learn God's word, right? We take it from here. They continue in the apostles' doctrine. The apostles' doctrines means the Bible, what God gave the apostles to write. So the Bible. And number two, to fellowship, right? To fellowship means with one another, fellowship with one another. And of course, you will see later on, later on, huh? you will see in verse 46, but they also continued daily with one accord in temple, breaking bread. Now, this talks of worship. Worship. So you guys are very good. You cover all three things. This is what the New Testament church group of people did. They studied the Word of God, they fellowship with one another. They worship God. Okay, that is why we do that. Which is why we are different from many churches today. Many churches think church or their focus of church is having fun. Games. Nothing else. You know, the other day, some uh, last, a few months back, a girl, a little girl sent me uh, uh, an email and asked me, is, is it how about this church or this group? They invited me to go there. Um, should I go? So I went to the website and checked out the church. So the church activity on Sunday for the young people is this. It says on the church website, on Sundays, we take you to the park. Hmm? And then we have cycling skateboarding and they say we have skateboarding bless you know skateboarding bless like pot bless um, blessings all right we have skateboarding activities and ask god to bless and then we have fun that's it so to them that is the concept of church but when you see the new testament church set up it was not that it was not that here like we said also some come to church to do business to make money some come to church to find boyfriends, girlfriends. Now, this is not in the Bible. The Bible is very clear. So that was their focus. Now, here is where we begin to learn this lesson. I ask you in question number two, what is the meaning of the word fellowship in Greek? So tonight, after this, you'll know a few Greek words. All right? The word for fellowship in Greek, right, is koinonia. I spelled it for you. K-O-I. N-O, N-I-A. Want to try and pronounce it? Fellowship in Greek, let's say it. Koi, no, nia. 
Caleb, pronounce it. Very good. Koinonia. So now you speak Greek. <laughs> Alright? This word is koinonia. Now this is a very unique word. A very unique word. In fact, up to then, this word is, is in a sense quite um, difficult to describe. But it was used to describe the Christian group. These 3,000 people. It was used to describe this, this group. And the word used was fellowship. What did they do? You look at verse 40, uh, 44, uh, sorry, 42. Now they had breaking of bread. Means they shared their food. They came and they ate together. Alright? They prayed together. And then verse 44. Verse 44. They had all things common. They shared. They were not selfish. Someone don't have enough money. Someone don't have enough food. Someone have nowhere to stay. Someone is poor. They share with one another. It's common. So no one say, oh, this is my money. You know, I'm not going to help you even if you have no food to eat. Whenever they cook food, whenever they, they do anything, they say, oh, I share. This is common, I share. So when you come on Fellowship Sunday, you understand what it means, right? Do you cook? You cook chicken curry. Then you come for koinonia. <laughs> you come for koinonia, means all things common. Huh? Then you put your chicken, your, your, your curry chicken in the middle. And then when, when I ring the bell, then we say prayer, and then we give thanks. Then after that, you just go to your curry chicken and say, everyone go away, this is mine, I'm not sharing. Oh, I eat my own curry. No, we share, right? We bring, and then it's all common, we all share. So, they, they did things like that. It was all common. Verse 45. Verse 45, they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men, as every man had need. Now, at that time, there were, it was a time where there was great difficulty in society. Okay, and also, many who became Christians, they were thrown out of the homes. You become a Christian, you leave the house. All right? Sometimes wives get thrown out, children get thrown out, or parents, grandparents get thrown out because they believe in this God who saves them. So the Christians, after became Christians, they look around. Anyone who is in trouble, maybe they are sleeping. And then someone says, I believe in Jesus. And then the parents say, you want to believe in Jesus, you leave the house. And then they kick them out of the house. It happens today too. And then sometimes they will see believers now. 3,000 people got saved, no? 3,000. Now, many of them probably got thrown out of homes. Then the Christians will start looking. All right, because of your faith, now you have nowhere to stay. Then they will take them in. They say, come, stay in my house. Take care of them. Okay? And then some who were poor, all the while looked down in society. Then when Christians got saved, their lives got changed. They began to love the poor. They began to love their brethren who have needs. Then they began to say, hey, you know, so and so, uh, the mother is very sick and they got no money to see doctor. We have, we have this cow. Huh? We have this cow. We have no money, but we can sell our cow. Let's sell our cow and help this Christian brother. They did not say, oh, too bad. Lah. You know, oh, God bless you, God help you. And then they go back and sleep. That was what it was. 
they would sell what they have to help others. They were not selfish. Now, why do I explain all this to you? Why do I explain all this to you? Because until this point of time where these 3,000 people came together, society have not seen anything like that before. All society have seen are selfish people, people that, that do their best to cheat others, to earn as much as possible, they don't care if people die. They were all selfish, they don't care. And now they see 3,000 people. Can you imagine 3,000 people? Our Sunday worship maybe 200, 200 something. So you imagine 3,000. Okay, we don't know about just 200 of us. 3,000 people coming together with this kind of care, concern, and living closely as a community. It is unseen of, unheard of, no one can understand. And then they see them, look at verse 46. They see them always going to the temple, breaking bread, having holy communion, this one, going house to house, visiting one another, caring for one another, worshipping their God. Well, they said this is incredible. This is the meaning of this word koinonia. Understand? I, I explain, what does it, now what does, uh, what is the meaning? I, I, I told you the word koinonia. The meaning of koinonia is this. You want to write this down. It means sharing. Sharing and participating together in something that is common. Alright, sharing and participating together in something that is common. That is the meaning of fellowship. That's the meaning of fellowship. Until before salvation, before salvation, these people had nothing in common. Maybe the only thing in common is love the world, maximize life, cheat one another. That's all. Nothing in common. But after salvation, have you experienced this? After you got saved, no one can explain this. When you trust in God as your Savior, the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit come and dwell in you. What does the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit do to you? Hannah? It? it what, sorry? Sorry? Fills you? Um, yes. But what does the Holy Spirit do to a new believer? Before that was terrible, sinful. He makes you a new, a new creature. The Bible tells us that the Holy God makes us a new creature. You cannot explain this. Do you experience that? I remember someone shared. She said she was very selfish all her life. Even at home. She said, I'm so selfish that I'm selfish to my own sisters. <laughs> I will find ways to cheat my own sisters even. Selfish. I don't care about others. My main aim is to make for myself, enjoy myself, eat. I eat the best one. I, I'm very selfish. But she said when she come to trust in the Lord, she said, I cannot explain. Of course you cannot explain because it's the work of a living God. 
She said, there is this change in me, like a new person. She wants to share. She wants to help. She not only wants to help the own sister and, and share with the sister. When she comes to church, she's so happy she sees other Christians. No one can explain. Only God can change a person. So these 3,000 people were totally changed. Have you been changed? Now, if you say no change, I'm still selfish, um, dirty-minded, um, always using vulgar language. Oh, no change. I want to, I believe in Jesus. Cannot be true. You see, these 3,000 totally change from society. Society cannot recognize them at all. The way they cared for one another. Now, what is this sharing? They shared whatever they had. Now, why did they share? You look at that. How did they share? You look at verse 44, they had all things in common. They were not selfish. It is not about me. I want you to write that down. Now it is about us in common. What, so what does it tell us about what we should focus on in fellowships? Coming to church, you must say from now on it is in common. It is not just about me, it is about us. You look at verse 45. There is what they did. They sold their possessions and parted them. Now they genuinely care for others. It is about others. It is about others. Do we come to church? It is about me. Here they sold. Now, if you say, I love my brother. It is not about me. I really care. What is the test? When the person has need, you sacrifice what you have to help the person. That is genuine, right? It's not just in words. Now, here he says, uh, God tells us, the second thing is, there was a care for others. What is church to you? Church to you, is it about me? Very often, pastors get emails, get phone calls. And they say, I don't want to come to church anymore. Maybe I ask you, do you have friends who say, I don't want to go to church anymore? Or anyone told you recently? And what is their reason? Mabel, do you have any friends who say, I don't want to go to church anymore? And what's their reason? Oh, yourself, okay. All right. So what did you, why did you not want to come to church? Mabel. Before salvation. Before salvation. You felt lonely. You felt lonely. I come to church, like I'm invisible. <laughs> no one noticed me. What about after salvation? Is, do you often also feel lonely? No. Now, no. But in the beginning, when you first came to BPCWA, you did, right? Yeah. Shame on BPCWA. Shame on us. <laughs> we are not good at that. We need to change, all right? We really need to change. We really need to change. So, Ah, actually, I remember, yes. Yes, she did share with, with, with me or Sharon. Say, you know, I came to church on Friday. You keep telling me to come to church. I came to church on Friday. But you know, not a single person spoke with me. <laughs> ah, shame on us. It is, is it not true? Because we do not understand what is church. That's why we are like that. Church is not about me. Church is always about others. Understand that. It's about us. It's about someone else. About someone else. Now, Mabel, that, why did you continue coming? Because we keep calling you. 
It was God's word. Yes, she began to say God's word. I want to come for God's word. That's good because one of the reason, one one of the definition about church is what we come to learn God's word. Now, but I come back to this part about friendships. Very often people say, I don't want to come to church anymore. Then you say why? Because no one talked to me. Because no one seemed to care about me. Because I don't feel loved. Because um, I don't feel like I belong to here. You know, I'm just like very remote. I'm on my own. Now, all these things, when we say, then we begin to think that church, so I so said, what is church to you? Church to me is where I am loved. Church to me is where I get help. Church to me is where I get attention. But you see here, there was nothing like that. The constant description of the beginning of the church was all about others. others. Now, I'm not saying that um, we should make people feel not loved, not cared for. There must be the love and the care and the concern. The Christians did that. Understand that. But what I'm saying is this. What is church to you? Is church to you where I get attention. That is why many leave. Many do not understand why God gave the church. Church to you and I must be what then? Huangti, um, what do you think? What should church be to you? Now you read these verses. Is it about church is a place for me to get attention? Or church is a place where? It's like a community with Christians. Um, good. So that's the beginning. So it's a community of Christians. So the question is, is it a community of Christians where I get attention, where I am going there to get attention? Uh, who else you ask? Jennifer. Is church a place where you go to get attention? Then church is a place where you go to? Say again. Worship God. No one paying attention, I think. Sing Yun. Church is a place where I go to. Hey, I, I thought I'm assuming that you all know what I'm saying. So when I ask and everyone don't know, then I am assuming that I'm not clear. So Sing Yun. Church is not a place where I go to get attention. When we read so far, in the New Testament church, church was a place where people... Gather in one commonwealth. How, say again. Common love, common things were common. Um, maybe I ask uh, who else? This is Joshua. Church is a place where it's about others, not ourselves. Church is a place where we go to give attention. You look at the description here. Is there anything that says they went there to get things? Church is a place where we go to give attention. To others give attention to the word of God give attention to other people we are not there to seek attention you look at the look at the words that are used after verse 44 they had all things in common they parted them to all men verse 45 um, and then in 
um, verse, yeah, for verse 45, then verse, uh, verse 46, they eat their meat with gladness, with singleness of heart. Their meat, they, they, it was sharing, it was always about others. They sold to give to others. They don't go to church, can you sell and give to me? Hey, by the way, I also want to clarify, alright? We say church is a place where we go to give. Please don't come to church also thinking, can you all please start selling your things? There are people who come to church for that. Oh, church is a place where people go to give. So it's very good for me. So they go to church because they say, ah, I go there. These people are very stupid people. Alright? I tell them I got no money. They will sell and give it to me. Then they come in and they are cheatster. There are people like that. Of course, there are genuine ones. We also should not be so suspicious until everyone who says, I need help. Ah, you're trying to cheat me. Right? They were genuinely caring. They genuinely helped those that were genuinely in trouble. Okay? You know why some people go to rich churches? They go to church, alright? They go. This church, ayah, BPCWA so old. Look outside. Ayah, all the cars so old. Look at Yi Chung's car. <laughs> ah, this church. I don't think I'm going to join Yi Chung's fellowship. I don't think I can get any money from him. Wow, look at, look at Deacon Adrian's car, big car. Huh? So many seats. Maybe I join that fellowship. Now, there, don't laugh. There are people who like that. They go to church aiming to get benefits. Okay, so those are false believers. There are those. But here, the point is this. Uh, that I'm trying to make in, point, in question number two. Church, what is church to you? It's a place where I go to give of my, of my help of my possessions, of my love, my care, my concern for others. That is what church is about. When you have the right concept of church, will you sit there, will you come in and say, I come in, I sit down and wait to be served? Hmm? Church fellowship time. I just go downstairs, I wait. Alright, time to eat, I just eat. Well, I thank God for many of you, you are not part of kitchen committee. I want to say chicken committee. Kitchen committee. You're part of kitchen committee. You're, you're not part of kitchen committee. But I see you helping. Well, a lot of people then you go in, carry pots, carry... But although you're not part of the com kitchen committee. Kitchen committee. Alright? So you, you, you just simply, I'm here to help. I'm not here to wait to be served. Right? That was like that. Just now when you came in, do you notice who was giving you notes? Cornelius and Caleb, right? I said, Cornelius, Caleb, can you help to give out notes? Then they happily give out. Happily. No, no, I come, I'm a I'm little boy, you know. Why you bully me? Yeah? They say, I'm very willing to help. I'm very willing to help. Because we are just family. How many of you at home are like that? Eat, stand up, walk away. Don't care. No, right? You help. You see your sister washing, you see her. You just help. You just start to help. In the family, we just help. We just help one another. That's it. So when they got saved, they became like that. This was what churches are you like that in church? Now let's move further. Verse, um, yeah. So let hang on. Um, okay. So now that is one part. Now I want to move to the next part. Question number three. Now, so that is one part. Church. Okay. That is what church should be. So can we say that from next week onwards, when you come to church, you understand it differently. Question number three. Now, what did Peter say in Acts chapter 2, verse 40? What does the local church provide for the Christians? I'm going to cover this point quickly. This is not the main focus, although it's an important point. Look at verse 40. Now, 
Look, verse 14, let's read together. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Now, what is Peter saying? Peter saying, Save yourself. Now, when these people, when he preached to these people, these people want to believe in God. He says, Save yourself from this untoward generation. So now, say, I'm speaking to um, Imin. Imin. All right. So just before they joined the New Testament church, Peter said to say Imin was Imin was there. Peter said, Imin, save yourself from this untoward generation. Do you know what it means? You listen to Peter. Don't know, right? So Imin said, Peter, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Save yourself from this untoward generation. Save your, this word untoward is it means crooked. Crooked. You know crooked spine? Crooked. Sclerosis. Crooked. Save yourself from this crooked generation. So the apostle is saying that this world is crooked. This world is full of sin. This world has many things that are contrary to God's word. It's crooked. It's not righteous. It's not straight. It's not honest. It's not holy. So he said, now you need to save yourself from this unholy world. By doing what? Getting saved. Now, when these people were separated and they joined together and they became part of the church, church was a safe place for them. So what does the local church provide for the Christian? Uh, what did Peter say? Peter say, avoid or save yourself. Get out of this crooked world. Get out of this crooked world. That's what Peter is saying. You must save yourself. It means it's dangerous. This world is dangerous. You need to not be part of it. Now, this related to why you're here, all right? Pay attention. Now, what does the local church then provide for the Christians? The local church provides an environment. I want you to write that. The local church provides an environment of safety for the believers. Now, this safety is, is not so much um, I get robbed outside, so I come to church and hide in church. It's not that kind of um, safety. Now, this safety is from a crooked world. This safety is from a crooked world. An unholy, unrighteous, ungodly world. Church provides that environment. Christian, what is church to you? Do you see church as a place that saves you from an, from an, from an untoward generation? Now, this word generation means a time, period. You are living in this generation. Do you know what are the crooked things in this generation? Ray, what are some of the crooked things in this generation? Alright, bad video games, bad evil, evil movies, and all those things. Games, movies, drinking, alcohol, drugs, discos, or even just simply... Love of the world, a lot of shopping, buy things, nice things, holidays, just live for the world, that's all. Do you see church as a place that protects you from that? When we learn God's word in church, that's one of the reasons, right? The word of God is what helps you to discern, to know what is right or wrong, what to avoid. That's why the, where the churches, where the word of God is taught, it is a place of protection for you. 
Do you see that? Do you value that? Church is a place when the word of God is taught will be a spiritual protection for you. Why do many not like to come to church? When you say, what is church to you? Just go there. Uh, because I have to go, because mom and dad told me I must go. Caleb, do you like to come to church? <laughs> don't know. All right? Caleb is very frank. He said, don't know yet. <laughs> all right? Now, some of us don't like to come to church because, and we come simply because we are forced to. If I don't come, Chung will be on my, on my back. All right? If I don't come, a pastor will ask me, hey, how come? You know, what's, what's going on in your life? I come because of that. I sit there, I just daydream. Or I sit there and then, Jennifer, are you daydreaming? No, just looking at me. We sit there and say, okay, let me memorize my formulas, my school formulas. I'm not paying attention. Many of us don't like to come to church because we don't want to leave the crooked world. What is church to you? A place that is not pleasant. A place that I wish I can avoid. Where I like to be is in the crooked world. I like to be out there gaming. I like to be out there um, wasting my time with my friends, going worldly shopping, enjoying my life. Here it's not so common, right? In Singapore, it's very common. All they do is go shop, 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 shop. What are we going to this, do this weekend? Shop. <laughs> what are we going to do after this weekend? Shop. Every time looking for sale. And sale must be all the expensive branded goods. You see Singapore? You go to Singapore, you see everyone, very big logo everywhere. Huh? It's that kind of thing. Church is a place where it protects you from these things. It helps you to understand worldliness. But if we love the world, we will not like church. Do you know why you don't like church now? I was once like that, so I'm speaking from experience. Okay, I've been young, I've been young before. I've been in your shoes before. I've been there before. I didn't like to go to church because I loved my friends outside. And I know the things that I do with my friends outside are not good. It, they will lead me away from God. I, do, I like to go watch all these kind of bad movies. Don't tell church, okay? Don't tell church, I go. I don't tell church, I'm listening to this music. When we don't realize church is an environment of protection for us spiritually, we will avoid it. And what will happen? So remember, church is to protect us from unto, untoward generation. Now, let's, let's, so it's an environment for you. Do you see church as a good environment? Let me explain this. Church is a place where Christians look forward to, I go there, this is a clean environment with good friends, where I learn godly things, be part of a godly group of people, I'm taught not to do things that are sinful, this is a good environment. How many of you, do you know prom nights? Uh, prom nights, right? Do you like prom nights? No, why? You don't get what the fuss is. Who has been to prom night? Yeah, how, how do you feel at prom nights? Whoa, this is great. The, um, the steak is overpriced. And, <laughs> <laughs> and KFC is cheaper. No, no, it's not. It's not like, like it's, it's well cooked, but you know, they don't really... Okay, besides that, <laughs> in terms of the environment. Uh, loud music blasting. Loud music blasting, drugs are being passed around. No, not, not drugs. No? <laughs> you don't know. And then, and then the girls dress like 
You know, in Singapore, uh, I, when I pick Sharon up when, when we're working, the place that I go to, um, as I drive past a certain part, that part is known to have prostitutes. All right? And then, further down, there's a school. A school, you know, a school. A young people's school. LaSalle, what is it called? Uh? It's a mentor. Do you know LaSalle School of Arts, is it? Or something? LaSalle School of Arts, something like that. It's a school of arts where students go learn piano, art, drawing, drama, and all that. And every time I pass there, the girls that are dressed there are worse than the place where there were prostitutes. I'm not joking, it's serious. Everyone says that. Now you go to all these places, it's like that. You, you, why don't you like to come to church? Because church is a place where people dress modestly. I don't like. I feel out of place. Church is a place of protection. Understand that. You know, many of your parents, they worry about you. Whenever you come to our church, I get very stressed. Because I know your parents worry about you, and it's my duty to take care of you. <laughs> so I get very stressed also. I get very stressed because I also care about you. Anyone who comes to this church, through these doors, I may not talk about you, talk with you much, but I pray for you. I worry about you. I hope to create an environment of safety for you to grow spiritually. Okay, so when I do call you, when I do ask you about your life, it's because that is what church provides for you. Unless I say, I call you, hey, this church, uh, this Saturday we got party, disco music. And I'll be wrong, right? Now, question, um, so Peter says, go out of this world, go into the church, save yourself from untoward generation. Now, question number four. Now, who did the new believers spend time with? Ah, question number four. Ask Kenny, Kenny Tia. Who did the new believers, who did these people spend time with after they got saved? Okay, apostles, good. All right, verse 42. Who else? Who else? Uh, Imin. Where do you find that? It means each year say, I with other believers. In verse? Each year, not each year. Verse 44, right? Verse 44. And all that believe were together. They were together. Alright? Then you look at verse 46. They, continuing daily with one accord, together, all this, all of them, were together in one accord, together, daily. What do you, who do you spend daily life with, my friends? Daily. And then you look at uh, verse 46. From house to house, they went to visit one another. Who do you visit? In university dorms, in, in Perth, always visiting non-believers, or are you visiting Christians, Christian friends, church friends? Hmm? So we learn a few things. After salvation, in this New Testament church, they had this sense of belonging. They, their friendships changed. 
the choices of people they spend time with changed. I believe a true believer knows this experience. Do you remember this experience? I remember it very clearly and many, many Christians share this because this is the change that comes to a believer. You no longer want to spend time with friends who keep cursing and swearing, who are worldly, who only talk about how to make money, how to get drunk, how to do all these things. You, you get very grieved. You begin to look forward to church. You begin to look forward to Christian friendships. Very different, very, very strange change. Now, if after salvation, you don't have such a change, I really don't like to be with Christians. The faster I get out of church, the better. And once I reach the car, I'm going to call all my worldly friends. If I have to spend time with anyone, I want to spend with all these people. As far as possible, I want to avoid church friends. It will be very strange because the believers, the moment they are saved, it's a natural change. They spend time. They look forward to be with one another. That is what church must be to you. Is it a place that you look forward to belong to? I look forward to be with these people. Or is it uh, Ellen coming to pick me already? Okay, better change. Then finish. Uh, when will this finish? Then as soon as finish, Ellen, Ellen, can we leave yet? Ellen, Ellen, can we leave yet? Cannot. <laughs> Ellen shake. He's always Ellen shake his head. Okay, then I just hide in a corner. I text my friends instead. Hmm? I don't like to be with Christians. Now, this wasn't like that. Church was a place where they looked forward. They cared for one another. They liked to be with one another. Now, what do they do with one another? Just keep eating. <laughs> because you're all, oh, food, food, food. Just keep eating and keep giving money. Is that all? You notice their fellowship was very base. There was a lot of Christian content in it. Christian content. Verse 42, they continue in doctrine. Christian content. You look at verse yeah, 44, yes, that 44, 45. Actual physical things care for one another. And then you see verse 46, they went to the temple together. They took Holy Communion together. There was both Christian content as well as Genuine care. Both. Now, I also do not want a church to be like that. I always focus and I always remind you, the focus of the church is teach you God's word, right? So that you know God. But I'm telling you that I want it to be very clear that I also push and want the church to be biblical like here, where there is genuine love, care and concern for others. Understand? That is the complete church. We cannot have a church that is all about love, 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 love. Can we have no Bible studies? We also cannot have a church which is, okay, Bible study finished, okay, I'll go home now. No fellowship. How come you all play badminton on Saturday? Very bad. Every time you all play badminton, cut it out. Come to my house, we do Bible study. Then we have outreaches, help. No, 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 don't help anybody, just Bible study. It is not like that also. Look at the New Testament church, they genuinely care. Do you care? Or after fellowship, you can't wait to run away. Or you sit there, hey, I haven't seen so and so. Wow, she's here tonight. After this, I want to talk to her. How is her life? What's going on? 
there is a genuine care. Now, because many of us, now I'm not scolding us, all right? I'm not scolding you, unless you really know and you don't. Because I was a Christian once like that, I didn't understand this. I didn't know what church was. I re- all in my mind is, and I was so proud to say this, I tell you honestly, I was very proud to say this. Ah, uh, yeah, people go to church, always talk about all these things, care, and then, oh, leave church because no one care. I come to church only to study God's word. Sounds so holy, right? Then now when I look back, when I study God's word, that is a wrong attitude. I come to church, yes, to study God's word in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Church means both. Not one without the other. It has both. Genuine care, sharing. It is there. That's why that was my excuse after worship. I only come to learn God's word. After worship, Pastor go down to the car, start the car, go off. Give excuses. Oh, parking is up. <laughs> also of excuse, just to escape. No. Church, what does church mean to you? Church is both continuing steadfastly in the doctrine and in the fellowship. Genuine care. Do you know each other's life? So uh, raise your hand. Okay, raise your hand higher. Higher. Kaudian. Okay. Who knows what is his name? Not. Wow, not too bad, huh? Not too bad. Okay, we didn't fail too badly. <laughs> his name is Arvin. Arvin has been coming for a few months now. <laughs> okay? Arvin has been coming for a few months now. Do you know Arvin? Have you spoken to Arvin? When we don't realize church has that component where we actually should be interested in helping, in caring, in finding out, we tend to not do that. For those of us who do not understand that, learn that, learn this today. Learn this today. Because I, no one taught me that. I had I'd lived wrongly in church for a long time. Learn that when I come. Now you may say, oh, I'm a shy person. Are you a shy person? Uh, let me see who's a shy person. Who's a shy person? Too shy to put up your hand. Okay, you're a shy person. It is true, some of us are shy, right? Some of us are shy. Some of us are not shy. Some of us, with those who are not shy, are more shy. <laughs> now, some of us are shy. It is, it is our makeup. Then what can you do? I learned about studying God's Word. Good. I want to come here to study God's Word. Good. And today, I also learned that church is not about me receiving. It's about me giving. It is fellowship. It's about caring others. So what, do you, what can you do? I look for shy people. Because I'm shy. Now, you will find some shy people in church. The other person is so shy, always hiding in a corner. You talk to them, the face goes very red. Yeah? Ah, the person is also shy. Then you start to make friends. Because shy people, it's quite true, right? You know, shy people always get along with shy people. It's very interesting. Right? They, they can relate with one another. And they, they, they are comfortable with another. There's nothing wrong with that. I cannot say, you're shy. I want to make sure you're not shy. Go and talk to Vincent. <laughs> Alright? That will change you. <laughs> I can't. Right? You're shy. Then you're shy. Then sometimes I'll say, hey, why don't you, you're shy. Why don't you look for that person? Right? Then they click off. 
So now we learn church is where I must reach out. I must look for people. I must not just think is I'm here to study God's word and that's the end of it. Then now I begin to make the changes. That is what church is. This is church. I'm not making this up, all right? You look at that. It's in the text. They really went to buy, sell things and, and, and help others. It was a genuine care. They were always together. Actually, very often people say they're not they're shy, but once they're outside church, they're wild. <laughs> it's very different. Okay, so, um, so some of us are like that. Now, this is one thing that is church. You come in those doors every week. Now with a changed mind. I come to study God's word good. And I come to get to know people and to interact with them and to help them. That was what they came to do with each other. Will you do that? A changed life. Changed life. So now we move. Um, uh, question number four, huh? still there. Now, who do you spend most of your time with? That only you can out answer yourself. Outside work, outside school. After salvation, they look forward to be with Christians. Now, if you have been a person that don't like to be with church people, you must know that is not natural. You must change. Why? I forgot your name, Esmond, right? Your name is Esmond, right? Esmond, why? Why do you feel having known that the church is a place of protection spiritually, why do you feel that the Christians now must begin to re-examine his friendships and be in church instead, and with church friends instead? It must be very good to see me up. Say again? It must be very, very good to see me up for this question. Because I'm the, I'm what you call, with the previous church I was, hmm. I'm what you would call the one that grew up around the that did everything that you're telling yourself to do. Oh, really? <laughs> Basically, all, all, like, when, that, when, the, when I was in high school and like, all that stuff, like maybe like 11 years old, I grew up around the leaders, all the leaders that I was around. Um, some of them were good, but then the leaders that were on my age, they tended to, even though they were leaders, they would go out and do party, making, everything. Oh. Wow. But then I actually ended up taking on sort of that path as well. Wow. Okay. So you speak from experience. Right. So, so now what? No, so those are bad leaders, all right? They should not be in church in the first place. Um, now, why should you reconsider your friendships? Who you spend time with? Because who you spend time with is going to change you. The Christians that group together, their life was centered around the temple, Christian things, Apostles' doctrines, and also having genuine care and real friendships. Huh? It was a protection for them. Now, if you have friends that are like what Esmond described, then sooner or later you become like them. I've seen that, my friends. Now, I cannot emphasize enough to you. I've seen many of my Christian friends. When they first got converted, very zealous. Went to church, can't stop studying God's word. Love to be with Christians. Then after some time, when they begin to have more freedom, when they enter university, where parents don't restrict them, they stay in the hall in Singapore, they begin to change. They begin to make with hall friends. Party with hall friends. Then very soon, now in the beginning, you feel very uncomfortable. Okay, 
I, I, I like being part of them. I'm with them, but I won't do what they do. I won't watch what they watch. I went through that myself. I've been through university. When we have project, friends will say, hey, let's go watch a movie first. Then we start our project. But they never tell you. All right, so I go there, go to their dorm, sit down, want to do project. They want to watch movie, Hong Kong serials and all that. After this serial, then we do. Then I say, all right, I'll go back first. After you finish, then call me. Because I realized one thing. I will get sucked into them, my friendships with them, I will begin to change. Who you hang out with, the more time you hang out with them. In the beginning, you say, I'm a Christian, I won't participate, I won't change. Famous last words. You know the meaning of famous last words? It means eventually that's not true. You become like that. If that is beginning in your life where you want to avoid church, please remember this. Every time we call you to come to church, it's not because, hey, if people don't come to church, then I print 40 copies, then 30 copies will be, 10 copies will be thrown away. It's not that. I'm not, we are not afraid if you don't come to church, then church has no money. We're not thinking about that. We want you to come because we know that if you don't spend time with Christians, godly Christians, <laughs> I have to qualify now, godly Christians, you will change. The church is to protect you from a crooked generation. Understand that. That is why we call you. We are concerned about you. Last, uh, someone told me the other week, say, I can't stand my previous church. I say, why? Every time they call me, they keep calling me to come to church. I say, well, this church will always call you to come to church too. They say, no, it's different. I say, what's the difference? Down there, they call me because they keep wanting me to give money. <laughs> they keep wanting them to give money. That's all. I say, no, no, I am not interested in your money. I want you to come and study God's word. I will keep calling you but you, to come and study God's word. But it's not here tonight. Mm. Now, we move to the next part. So, can you think of a verse that tells you the wrong friendships, the more time you spend with the wrong people, you will change? Vincent, what verse? Um, I can't cite the verse. Okay. It's um, evil communication corrupted. Yes, correct. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15. You know, you're mumbling, mumbling, mumbling. I, I thought you were not paying attention, that's why I called you. <laughs> yes, correct. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33. Can we read that together? Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Don't be deceived. Now, evil, corrupt, evil communications means evil friendships, evil influences. Evil influences will corrupt your Christian walk. This is what it means. Wrong friendships. They may not be drinkers, drunkards, drug addicts. But they are unbelievers. They will begin to change you. They will change your Christian walk. Now, can you tell me what the verse begins with? Be not deceived, right? Be not deceived. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Be not deceived means what? Now, Paul knew that some of the Christians, they were already deceived. They already began to become more and more worldly. They used to love to come to church. They used to love to serve. Then now they have changed. He said, don't be deceived. The reason why you have changed is because of the people that you're spending time with. You have been deceived. My friends, have you been deceived? Have you changed since your first year you came to Perth? In your zeal, your love for the Lord? Have that changed? Now, I remember one family that just got saved. And thankfully, they are still zealous today. They, the, the family said, 
We can't wait to go to church. The whole week, they're just waiting for a weekend. They can't wait to be with Christian friends. The whole week, they just can't wait for prayer meeting, for fellowship night, where they come and be with Christians. They can't wait. Whenever the FEBC course ends, they can't wait for class to start again. They can't wait. But I see those that begin to mix with wrong friendships, spend time and energy on something else, then in church, with church people, they begin to change. Church is to provide a place of protection. Must believe that. So next time, Ellen or, 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 or Ichung or Kenny calls you up, don't get upset. That is the role of the church, to encourage you to come to this environment. Okay? Now next, move down. Wait, before that, do, do you, can you think of a verse that talk about one person fall down, no one help, is very difficult. Ecclesiastes, right? Two better than one, right? Because when one falls, when there's two persons, the other will help the person up, right? That's why be part of church, be with Christian friends. Because when you fall, the other person will help you up. Sometimes we don't like because we don't want people to know of our sin. So we don't want to have Christian friends because we know we are backsliding. We have a Christian friend. The person will bug us, will try to talk to us. Don't avoid it. It's God's provision to keep you from falling. Alright? Okay. Caleb, do you have Christian friends in school? Some. I see. Alright? Okay, so now, let's, let's move very quickly. Now, question number five. What did the believers spend their time doing? So who do you spend with? Christians. Question number five. What did the believers spend their time doing? What do they spend their time doing? We read already, right? They studied God's Word, number one. In the, doc, in the doctrines of the apostles. That's what they did. They continued steadfastly, yeah? Can you please write down, they continued steadfastly in God's word. Means, they did not give up. Continued steadfastly means, they kept going and going year after year. They did not start to drop off from koinonia. They kept going. They kept being part of it. They kept helping. They kept caring. My friends, actually, do you know one of the best ways to keep yourself walking close to the Lord? is actually to spend your time helping others. When you help others, you have less time to sin. You help others, you also keep yourself pure spiritually. That is a, that is a good side effect. So, now what did they spend their time doing? So they, they spend time studying God's Word. They spend their time helping one another, right? Verses 43 to 45, they help one another. Are you helping one another? Vincent, when you first came to Perth, or when you first came to church, how do you come to church? Um, you... No, no, not about who asked you to church. Week after week, you jog here. Um, it's either Ellen, Eugene, or Eugene. It's either Ellen, Eugene, or Ichung. What did they do? Carry you here. They drove you here, right? Uh, no, they keep testing you. They keep testing you, and then when you, when, before you had your car? Oh, 
um, I told them, do you know about No, no. Who drove you? To, okay, I go straight to the point. I go straight to the point. Who drove you to church? Uh, one of them. One of them, right? Right. If they didn't come and pick you, can you come to church? No. Now, do you have a car now? So do they still have to pick you? No. No. And do you now try to pick other people? Why? Because they picked me when I needed. Right? Now, these people, they cared for one another. When I had trouble, when I couldn't come to church, they cared for me. Now I come to church, I can come to church, I care for others. I return to the Lord. I care for another genuinely. They can't come, I'll pick them. I know many of you drive really out of the way to pick some others. It's not easy. But because we care. Alright? So don't be like that. Oh, you stay far away. Well, we all come to study God's word. Don't worry. I send you the message link after that. <laughs> huh? Can or not? Why cannot? Why cannot, Ijie? Fellowship. fellowship, correct. Because church is not just about that. It's also about fellowship. Coming to know one another, care for one another. Okay, so that is, is, that is also fellowship. So you have to ask yourself, am I part of church? Maybe, this was me, I'm telling you, I'm scolding myself, alright? This was me. I just thought church is there for me to study God's word. I pick and choose what I want to study, I pick and choose what I want to do. I did not participate until later, then I began to serve. Then I began to find a joy in serving, being much time in church, serving. Do you find joy, young people? Do you like to serve in camp, camp committees? Coming, serving together, drawing, drawing the church banner, planning at the church, uh, refreshments, serving one another. Then you cook, you cook tong soi, and then the people drink, they say, wow, so nice. Then your heart so happy, wow, I cook, and then everyone gets to enjoy it, right? You care for one another. Not hide your food all under your bed in camp. You share, right? In a, in a, in a dorm, you share. How many of you hide your, bed, hide your food under the bed? The rats will come and eat it, and you have nothing. So now, here, the reminder is, we do things with one another, church things, uh, spiritual work, serving, going to old folks' home together. Do you serve one another? Now, this room is different. You come in, you can sit down. Remember that room? You go in, what must you do? Lift the table, shift the table, put the chair. Do you feel fed up? Or do you feel happy? I get to do this because I'm serving others. You genuinely care. When you come in, do you help? You see, Yi Chung carry him book. Oh, falling down already. Oh, that's Yi Chung's problem. He's the leader. <laughs> yeah? He's the leader. I just sit down and then wait. Church is not like that. Church is everyone just chipping in. You see, someone, just, when you step in, your first thought for the, for the believer, first thought is, what can I do? What can I do to help? Jennifer, what can you do to help when you walk into the room? Say again. Can put out the hymn books. Can clean the board. Can do things. So, this is what it is. How many of you... Actually, I think this is a bad question. How many of you go home, kick off your shoe at home, and then just go to your bed and just lie down and then play your game? I think all of you. <laughs> no, not. If you're a good Christian, you go home, what you do? Mommy, daddy, anything to help? 
straight away help, right? Anything to do, help, right? Church is family. You come in the same. The same. So what is church to you? A place where I get served. Is it or not, Joash? Church is a place where I get served or church is a place where I go to serve? I go to serve. You know, these two boys, very interesting. All the boys there. When I went to their house for dinner, I'm going to embarrass you all. <laughs> when we went to the house for dinner, then we, we, we all had fellowship. Uh, I think Mandarin Care Group. Fellowship, then all of us ate already. We stood up and we wanted to go and wash. And then all three boys behind go to the kitchen. Wow, take all the pans, oh, washing, washing. It was so nice to see young people serving at home. Naturally. Not naturally. God is very pleased when He sees naturally the Christian serving in church. Don't come to church, feel that I can't do anything. Just look. Help each other. I'll give you an example. Would you sit next to a newcomer to help him flip the Bible? Or help her flip the Bible? Would you sit next to a newcomer just to make the person feel less alone, less afraid, less lonely, less out of place? Now, all these things must naturally come to us. This is church. This is church. Okay? So, next. Question six. Now, how can I change my attitude? Then we are almost finishing. How can I change my attitude about what church is to me? Who wants to try this? Now you've learned all this. How can I change my attitude? Who shall I pick? Who wants to volunteer? Anyone wants to volunteer? Hmm. Uh, who shall I volunteer? Akai. Alright. They saw her behind. You're here. So how how can I change? Now I know church is about studying God's word. Church is about caring for one another, genuinely helping, going out of the way to help one another, getting to know one another. Now I know all this. Now the question to all of us is this. And Kai helped with the answer. What can I do? How can I change my attitude from now on? If I have been a person who just come in, sit in a corner, don't talk to anyone, after worship, hiding in the corner, just waiting for, for, for Alan to nod his head, I'm not interested in talking to anybody. Now I learn, when the New Testament church was set up, the people naturally cared for one another. There were shy people in there, there were talkative people in there, there were poor people in there, there were rich people in there, but they all came together. And I am not like that. So what can we do to change? Kai? Very good. That's a good place to start. Don't absent myself anymore. I'll be part of it. I'll be part of it. I participate more now. This is my spiritual home. It's a place of protection for me. I should not run away from it. Right? So that's a good answer. What else? Anyone want to try? Angeline, what else can we do? How can I change? Very good. Not only I come and participate, like I said, I stop absenting myself. I, when I'm there, I constantly look out now. Hey, Esmond is new. 
Hey, Joash haven't been coming for some time. No, Joash has been coming. No? Hey, who can I? Hey, the other person look a bit sad today. Caleb look a bit sad. Are you sad, Caleb? No? <laughs> Alright. Oh, Caleb looks a bit sad. Maybe I'll go, go play, play with Caleb. Huh? You care for one another. Or you start thinking, hey, the person didn't come. Maybe I should call. Mabel, do you call people? No, Mabel always call people. Hey, you haven't been coming. You need transport? Mabel, you drive now, right? Mabel, you need transport? I come and pick you. You know, now you start looking, who can you help? You don't just sit there and, who is going to help me? Why no one talk to me? Right? Mabel is no more like that. Mabel just simply go talk to people. A person who wants friend must show himself friendly. The Bible says that. You want friends, you must be friendly. Can a Christian say, I just want to live in my world of my own? You cannot. From this, from this passage, the Christian cannot say that church to me is just me going there, sit down in one corner, learn God's word and disappear. That was not God's intent. Now in closing, I, ask, I say this to you. God gave the church to the New Testament people so that it's a place where we will spend most of our time, our energy, our concerns there, and our service there. That is why God gave the church. If not, God will just keep it as nation. The individual local churches in different places will meet all these things. It's a place to serve. It's a place to worship God, correct. It's a place to study God's word, correct. It's a place to serve one another, help one another. The question is not there, but I ask you this. Um, what has church been to you? How can you change? These two questions. I leave it with you. What has church been to me? Just a place for me to go and go home. No, church is my spiritual home next to my real family. What can I do? I actively participate. I actively care for others. I contribute to it. I contribute. Any of you don't contribute to your home? You naturally contribute. Alright, so that is what I want to cover tonight. I hope this changes your understanding of church. But I have three questions there, which uh, we will maybe um, when you have your own group, in your own fellowship group, you can discuss more. You want to do breakup group? Nine, ten, no. Huh? Do you want to do breakup group? No? Okay. So there are three questions in there. I think some of it is answered already. You can do in your own fellowship group and ask each other. Or you ask yourself. All right, let us close in prayer.